Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange Okay, all right, now, what I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got yeah. yeah. it. it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, August 2nd. Everybody, so I, I noticed, because we talked about this last week, about our perception of time. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels like it's been flying since April, so that's good. Yeah, somebody's definitely got like a time stone like Dr. Strange. This is very weird. I don't know. I don't know what world we're living, but good news is... Getting closer to college football. Well, maybe. Maybe getting closer to college football. Yeah. We're at least getting closer to what they think will be this Right. I'm feeling hope. Since moving to an SEC schedule, an all-conference schedule, which we'll talk about, I'm feeling more confident that they're doing everything they can to make it happen. Mm. Now, when it was originally went to uh, like Pac-12 and Big Ten announced, I was like, they're not having a season. SEC, though, it's, it's it just means more down here. Yeah, you have a little bit of more faith that they're going to have football than them. Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12, they don't care about football anyway. We're, we're it's trying. obvious because they, they've yet to be in the college football playoff. Right. <laughs> uh, we're, we, don't want, uh, we don't want any more uproars, especially mm-hmm. in Knoxville. We don't, we don't need people storming the streets. And uh, I'm a little worried that might happen. But what does a college football season look like with no fans? I know this isn't written down. What does it look like? Because <clears throat> will they break up tailgates? Will we get arrested for tailgating? I don't. I was thinking about that too. Do you, like that's the one thing I would martyr for. Like you all would see me, you know, like the uh, the when the magical things are getting rounded up in Shrek, and they're like yelling on the camera and like you know getting thrown in the paddy wagon. That'd be me tailgating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're you're definitely going to see a lot of how supportive Tennessee fans are if you like don't try to break up the tailgates. <laughs> Yeah. Because um, if not, we'll just do something here. Yeah, but how much fun would it be to be tailgating like in G10 while the game's going on? Oh, yeah, and it's completely empty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess there'll be some down there, but yeah. What's the number? What's the number right now, you think? Uh, Phil Former announced this week that it, it wouldn't be full. He said it, unofficially, I guess. What's I would, the number? I, I would say 20K. Oh, I'm going, I'm going friends and family. You better know someone on the team. Yeah, so I mean that's that that's probably close. I think to that's that. like and that that accounts media. I think that's like yeah, okay, media. Um I think fan cap 500 plus the suites. Mm. So 500 in the stadium. Dang. Cuz I think it'll I don't think they're looking at social distancing. I think they're going to Joe friends and family only. Yeah. I, I mean I don't hate it's my that. Thoughts. I mean I hate it, but I don't. Like it's you you I feel like that's that's an easier way to do it than be like, right. hey, then try to decide what season ticket holders get right. it. Exactly. And then let's be honest, the the luxury suites are going to get whatever they want. If they yeah. want to be there, they're going to. And you know what? They probably should. Like, there's they probably won't have the you know may not have the food like they normally would up there and stuff because of 
the guidelines, but I think they'll be. Yeah, bring your own food. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, your own tailgates to the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I. The good news is, hopefully, I get a cardboard cutout in the stadium. Yeah, that'd in the be stadium. Nice. That'd be good. I, I was gonna edit the the picture of me dressed as a Mountie. I didn't do it yet. So maybe next show I'll I'll reveal my big, my my cardboard cutout. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I have a couple that I can do. I'm gonna show my favorite. I got a DM. Uh, I'll show it later in the show. Um, that I think needs to be done and it needs to be put behind the visitors sidelines mm. i'll show you yeah i'm excited to reveal that we do have a we, we are going to talk about uh the conference only schedule um maybe a little bit more about it if football's happening when it happens what that looks like september 26th right that's the start date september 26th yep that's in a month you know what's cool about that so that's opening college football day normally opening days fairly boring outside of like a few games mm-hmm. this will be a all gas, no breaks. Oh, it's college it. football All weekend. It's, it, that would be awesome. I don't even care if it if the schedule does change. I, why would you change like a game like Tennessee and Florida? I'm sure there's some other ones that you may move around, but if you have the opportunity to change them, why would you change Tennessee and Florida? What an opening weekend for college football. Oh yeah, that's great. You can't ask for a better no, weekend than that. No. So and, and it probably plays into Florida's favor, and I still want it. I don't know if it does. I don't. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I think they'd definitely rather play in an empty stadium than Neyland Stadium. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, but I, I, just, I just mean in terms of preparation, Tennessee, I think, has probably more questions to answer that they would have more time to if Florida was week five, whatever mm-hmm. it would be, four. Yeah, it seems like Flo- Florida plays a lot better at the start of seasons. We usually play better at the end of the season. Right, that, that, that too. That, that If you're looking at recent history, that as well. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think it plays into Florida's hands, but I cannot imagine a better start for Tennessee football. It does suck that there's not fans there. That probably changes a little bit of the atmosphere, but it's still it's still Tennessee versus Florida. You and, can't and, change that. Yeah, and those butter, butterflies, like, they're never going to leave. No. Like, every week they're going to be there, right. no matter who you're That's, playing. Yeah. Like, we're going to play Furman. They're going to play a triple option. You know, that was going to be, I mean, hopefully it would have been a – a good game to get some freshmen in, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know how this this looks with you know the redshirt rule. That's going to be interesting because you're going to have to throw those in in conference games to get experience. I, I, I mean, there might be a lot of guys that maybe normally play in a season get a couple, you know, handful twenty thirty snaps that don't see the field this year where they normally would have. Right. So yeah. it'll it'll definitely be it'll definitely be interesting. Let's just start talking about conference only schedule. Um, it, it, if you haven't checked out our video, so make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, um, or YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube if you want to do that, um, just so you can uh, so you can see those uh, see those videos because we did do a video uh, a little bit, but we were hoping by now we might know our other two conference games, but they haven't made that decision. I'm not surprised, yeah. um, but they haven't made that decision, uh, which is understandable. Um, and I don't, I don't, they have any like. I, I'm assuming that means it's not Ole Miss and LSU. Why would you not just go ahead and say that? Yeah, that would have been the easy. Unless they're like trying to make sure. Maybe that's the last plan in place, so they're trying to figure something else out. Yeah, or or they're they've got to read. They got to make sure all those schedules work. That too. Um, that too. You know, that, that's that's gonna but be something difficult. It, but if it does do that, Florida's that sucks for them. Did you see who they get? It's Alabama and Auburn, isn't it? Alabama, Texas A and M, and A and M. Plus, their LSU is their non-rotating. Right. So, yeah, um, I do. Sucks. Yeah. Here's t- so here's Tennessee's uh, since 2014. Um, so this is their the full non or full rotating opponent. This is, so we played Ole Miss, Arkansas, A uh, and M, 
LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State. So that's who we played in that order, if you go backwards. So Mississippi State, Auburn, LSU, A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Uh, so that's who we played in recent history. I don't know if that'll have an effect on it. And then, of course, we've got Ole Miss, Arkansas this year, who we were going to play. Um, Ole Miss, LSU, A&M, Mississippi State, and Auburn are the next opponents. Yeah. I mean, the only – I don't care if we – I'm not like – obviously, if we don't play LSU, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not. If we play LSU, the only hope I have is that they allow the schedule to remain in place the next two years regardless because we wanted to go. And I, everybody wants to see a game in Death Valley. Any game in Death Valley would be fun, but watching your team play in Death Valley would be a lot more fun. Yeah, and for us not to be able to go this year, and then they don't redo the schedule. Correct. That would suck. Um, yeah, you, you don't get to see them for, what, 12 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 14, because because it, you would have played them two games earlier, two years earlier. So it would be 13 years from this year, the next time you would travel to LSU. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. So I, I just hope they keep those games in place if that's what they do. Um, I know I'm sure like I'm sure there's old Miss fans that feel the same way about next year. Like, I want to go to a game in Neyland, and, and they wouldn't get that opportunity if you played the two games, which does make sense. And I don't think anybody's necessarily against it, but I think everyone would agree that you would want to keep those games in place for future when you assume fans would be able to travel. Yeah, that's that would be the easiest way to do it. Is just you know the next two games we're playing on this year, we're making it happen, and then you know we'll just resume whatever schedule's out there currently. Right. I think that, that'd be the easiest thing to do. If you're adding in Ole Miss, LSU, and then you're going to redo every single schedule from yeah, now until 2025. I think 2025 is, is when it resets. 2025 yeah. is when it resets and you, you play. I'm sure they'll – so you could play end up playing Auburn two years in a row depending on how they restructured. I doubt that's what would happen, but yeah. you could. I, I don't know. It, and then they talked about strength of schedule. And I just don't understand how strength of schedule would work out because – in a perfect world, wouldn't you guys all have the same? And, and you're playing in an East-West division, which means you have to play all the East opponents. So, of course, your strength of schedule is going to be less, but not every East opponent can play Alabama. So it just, that just doesn't make a ton of sense. It makes sense in like a perfect world, but it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. And are you rating them on last year? Are you rating them on what they're supposed to be this year? I don't know. Like, I just don't understand what how, how exactly would you do strength of schedule in – Right now, be like a money ball, maybe, and, and maybe you do some kind of lottery pick. Yeah, I think I think if you if this is the only year you plan on doing anything like this, which I think it it is, that should that's your, yeah, that should be your. Well, plan. and I think they've said I think SEC's tried to stay away from a ten game schedule as right a ten game conference schedule as much as possible. Right. So do something different. Right. You know, I think we talked about it in our um in our uh, video, mm-hmm. you know, right when this was all announced that. You know, make it fun. Do something yeah. different. Do a pump passing kick. Do a um, a selection show on I, SEC. Network. I think that's the real. I think that's the realistic possibility. They're not going to get the coaches together and do a fun game. As much as I would love to see Dylan, what Dylan Taylor said, and and see a all out wrestling match. That's obviously not going to happen. <laughs> a money um, in the bank. Yeah, ladder match. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's unfortunately not going to happen. But yeah, do a selection process of if you're going to do strength of schedule, make it fun and do a reveal. I, I don't know how it'd work. Hopefully it'd be a good way to do it. I don't know. Um, and, and do some kind of reveal like a selection Sunday would be. Do do a lottery pick like live on TV. You can make it exciting. You can have, you know, Paul Feinbaum and the SEC crew, the SEC Saturday crew, 
breaking down games as they pop up. I mean, do something that would make it entertaining. And I don't know. I don't know how it'd work perfect. Do you throw all the? And if you if you scrap the schedule entirely, you might as well not play divisions. That's what doesn't make sense to me. If you're gonna scrap it and go by um, strength of schedule, then you should start from scratch. You shouldn't play conference games or division games. Excuse okay. me. Okay. That's that would be interesting. They've already announced that they're playing division games, so right. that wouldn't happen. Right. But I just think if you're gonna do strength of schedule, it has to be one conference, not two divisions. Yep. Because otherwise, there's gonna be a big gap somewhere for people who are pretty much playing the same schedule. Like the strength of schedule isn't gonna have this wide gap, except for fourteen and one. Yeah. Like that. That's the wide. Like other than that, the gap's not incredibly wide. I think if you do a selection thing like that. Somebody's gonna get mad. Anyway, like right, and or or if we do it with the the next two opponents, Florida's probably gonna be pissed. I mean, that's and, I mean, ten, there's gonna be Tennessee fans that don't want to play LSU. Yeah, and there's probably some Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know what the mentality is. But hey, Joe Burrow's gone. I'll say that. I mean, we don't have to go against that team. I mean, that's fair, but I don't know. I, I, I think they're still gonna be a really good football team, but they're not gonna be that good. Right. They're not. It's not playing the 2019. LSU team. I mean, thankfully. that LSU team was probably one of the best teams of, ever. Statistically, they're the best college football team, I think, in the yeah. last whatever, how many years. So, yep. uh, that's that's what's crazy about that team. Uh, yeah, I, I don't hate playing the two, and I think a lot of people have said, just play it. It's the simplest way, and I agree, it's probably the simplest way, and probably the most fair way, I guess. I don't know. And, but, my only knock is for, you wanted to make this non or this rotating schedule that saw fans going there every so many years, then make sure you do that in the next two years. Yeah. And I understand that you, you don't get to travel to Arkansas, which sucks because for someone like me who wants to go to every SEC stadium, that's one I can't cross off my list. But it's like I wouldn't have been able to do it this year anyways, whereas in two years I would have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. So keep it there. Yeah. I agree. It is what it is. We'll see what I happens. I do like, as I mentioned this in our video, I like playing all SEC games. That's my biggest thing about college football I like college football better than the NFL. I like watching it. But there's so many weeks, that week in November when everybody plays their homecoming games, and it's just a terrible week outside of, like, two games. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Like, that makes that – it is good for someone who tailgates every weekend because you're like, oh, finally, a week off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's – it is a boring that, – that Or if you have high blood pressure. Or if you have high games, blood pressure, you yeah. need to uh, work on getting that heart rate down a little right, bit. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, that – you know, so that's a good thing about what – like I said, week one is going to be all gas. There's – Every single game is at least going to be interesting. It's going to have um, it's going to have implications for the SEC rankings. It's going to be an exciting, and that's going to be every week this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying college football should go to this full time. I understand the logistically why you play the cupcake games in college football, not just for your team, but it also funds entire athletic departments, yeah. or at least entire football teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. I know it's never going to go away from it. I'm not saying it necessarily should, um, but it, this this year. Could be a very very exciting year, even without fans. Yeah, because even like Vanderbilt and Arkansas are terrible SEC teams, but still, like it's not a for sure that you're going to no. win that game. And, and and that and that's what's what's crazy is they could impact drastically what happens in the SEC rankings in one in one week, in just one week. They just yeah. need to win one game. Right. I don't think either of those teams will, but they just need to win one game, and they could they could affect it drastically. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I'm glad with no fans that they went to conference only. Mm-hmm. And I guess they haven't announced no fans, but let's just be honest with ourselves, especially Knoxville um, in, in the state of Tennessee. 
there's not going to be fans. Like, that's just not going to happen. There's not going to be a lot of fans. Right. I don't want to see him. I don't. I'll say that. I don't want to see him play Furman in an empty stadium. I don't want to see him play Charlotte in an empty stadium. Yeah, I think for them, they're going to put in enough. They're going to pump in enough noise where it's maybe not as. It, it's definitely going to be weird, but it's not going to be like playing in a scrimmage. I don't think. Right. No, I, I agree with that. Um, the, I think they'll make the TV experience pretty normal. It'll feel pretty normal. I think. Because right. um, the NBA, it, I mean, it, it's it, it's different, but it's it's not like. What you thought when you thought of no fans. Right. Like it's not dead quiet. And, and base, baseball's a little weird. Because mm-hmm. the first off, have you have you watched baseball games? Yeah. The pumped-in noise is terrible. Yeah, it's like... But I guess... It's like a video game. I guess it's hard to... I don't even know if it, get, if it changes volumes that much. Like, it feels like the volume's the same. It feels like you hear a bunch of people talking. Yeah, I'm sure... a couple cheers. I'm sure some some of it is... is it probably is different to, for each stadium. Right. But uh, I've watched... I watched the Yankees-Red Sox last night, and I thought it was good. I mean, you get weird cheers anytime the ball gets past the catcher or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's weird, but it's it, like... Yeah, it is. It's... I think it's as normal as it can get. Right. And baseball might be a cool sport to not... Like, I love that soccer, MLS... And then European games, you can find a channel that doesn't have any crowd noise. And what's cool about that is there's so much communication going on in the game. And if you follow soccer closely, like that's cool to hear. Basketball the same way with TBT, they didn't have any crowd noise. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to hear them because they're constantly communicating through plays, talking. Yeah. Like it's con- football is not that way. Right. You, you pretty much your only time you're talking is pre-snap, and then for ten seconds, it's not even ten seconds, it's done. And then there's some more talking, and it's just kind of weird. I'd prefer crowd noise for football. Oh yeah, and even even probably for NBA basketball too for crowd noise. Yeah, but um, it, it's cool to hear them communicate. That's not what the way it is with football. So yeah, crowd noise definitely. Um, but I don't think the the crowd noise is gonna. It's not gonna be like a home field advantage type of thing. No, no. It's no. just to try to make it a normal game. But it's it's not like it's gonna be a home game or, right. or anything like that. It's gonna be based. I on wonder what the rules will be for that because there'll be some very specific rules that'll that'll be right. interesting to see. Because the home team, if they can, they're you know depending on if they're pumping crap or noise into the stadium. Yeah, if they're pumping noise into the stadium, I don't. I mean, that's I don't know if they'll even be doing like. Is the MLB doing that? Yeah, they are. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was just over the. Like over the. Um, the TV broadcast. Oh no! It's it's, it's in, in the stadium. stadium. Yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be weird to play in front of. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, it's and you know. It's not that way with um, college sports, but like, there's no, there you can't do that in high school sports. You can't even have like artificial. Well, you can't in in England Stadium either. Right, the artificial stuff. So that's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be different. Yep. Except for the freaking cowbells, in Mississippi State. <laughs> Which yeah, you can have the cowbells are the most annoying things on planet Earth, and we're like, yeah, we'll let seventy thousand of them in a stadium. Mm-hmm. That's that's a stadium I don't really care. I mean, I, I'm going to go to it because it's an SEC stadium, but yeah. I'm like, I'm going to leave early because I'm going to have a pounding headache. Well, hopefully they'll just be sad all game. Tennessee will be very good by then. Yeah, maybe just, we won't have to hear that. that that's right. that's the dream. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> the that, dream. That's, that's to go the to Mississippi State and, and not hear Cowbell. That's why they suck. All those teams get pissed off hearing that, and they will not let them score. Right. So. Yeah, that, that, that's you, a bad thing. What do you think about happen. Oklahoma? I mean, that's that game's going to be pushed out to – yeah, I wonder how that'll work, how that contract will work. Will they it's Tennessee just like, oh, we're good. We don't need to play that game. Like, right. well, I don't know why Dave Hart signed this contract. Right, exactly. <laughs> we um, played you guys six years ago. So when are, are they 
is it 2023 when they're supposed to be coming to Knoxville? I think it's 2024. 2024? Maybe. So, I mean, that, I guess. I think the, that's right. So, does, so, I guess that's, so you're talking about logistically how that happens. Does Oklahoma buy out of that game? Or do, do both do both teams agree to just terminate that contract? Or does Tennessee try to reschedule and go to Oklahoma? I mean, I, I think they'll, I think they'll probably reschedule it, but they yeah. can't do it until, like, they're not going to have – they're not going to play Oklahoma and BYU in the same year. They're not Right, that's that. what I'm saying. So, it'll, so it'll have to be pushed be, out further. Yeah, like 2026 or, yeah. or whenever that – So, Oklahoma will have won like eight Heismans by then. Good. Right. Yeah. Perfect. And it's weird, like, we'll have no clue what we'll look like at that point. No. No. Because nobody will be on this team. Except so, for maybe one – there'll be one player from each team that's probably, <laughs> yeah. like, been there He's for He's fifth-year senior years. with an injury – He's yeah. had two injury shirts. Yeah. Um, so, looking at this schedule, so we already get Arkansas, which is, mm-hmm. a, I think, probably a dream to happen this year. Like, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, for any year you want this, if you're going to have to play 10 SEC games. Auburn and – or not Auburn. Uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, if you get them, you are loving life. Oh, yeah. Tennessee would favor the most from one forward, one back. It would be great. How fantastic would that be? I mean, then I think seven and three is like – that's what you <laughs> better go right, um, but I, I think I think six and four is the most realistic. If they were to do the that LSU and Ole Miss, what if um, Tennessee gets absolutely just screwed? You get Alabama, obviously, and then LSU, Auburn, Texas A and M, one of those. That would suck. I mean, you have to like five and five is like yeah. See, I feel like, but how like, but then you're in the SEC. Like how five and five is. You lost to what four top ten opponents? I mean, so like, what's your ranking going to be? Top twenty five, I guess. I mean, if you're competitive in all those games, but you lost and you're five and five, yeah, oh, but there's going to be a pretty good team. There's going to be like four Big Ten teams that don't lose a game. <laughs> it's going to be uh... unless Iowa gets to play them all and then they right. upset them. So, I think. Realistically, if you're like looking at the schedule and trying to schedule teams that, so you don't want to play Ole Miss two years in a row or whatever, LSU, I think Texas A&M is a viable option because you played them last in 16. You won't play them again until 2023. I feel like they're a viable option. Auburn, you don't see them again until 2025. You just played them. I know it's two years ago, but that was in 18. So if they're trying to get around playing teams close together, I think that's, but I don't know how they'll set it up. I have no yeah. clue. And, and I just think like, I think it's, yeah, you got to do a schedule. You got to do a schedule for each team right. this year, and then that should be the only work you should have to do. Then just like resume. It, this is a year. It's gonna. It's a weird year anyway. I agree. That's the biggest thing with like TWSAA. When the way that when they were making decisions, they were like, "Well, here's our rules." And I was like, "Can we not go in and recreate rule? Like, you know, say this is an this is a year you can make an exception. Yeah. Why why is that not a thing? Right. You just canceled an entire season." You're never going to do that again, right? So you're not saying like you're not setting precedents. You're making exceptions for a year that has been absurd, <laughs> right? So that's what I don't understand about it all. It's like, well, this is how we've always done it. We just canceled the season, or we change our season, yeah, or whatever. This is a like hopefully it's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, and we get past it and it's it's over with, and you go back to normal. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, so Power T Tape did, I think he ranked the schedule. Let me. Yeah, he did a strength of schedule. Toughest season based on his rankings. So I guess he he did his own rankings for how he thought the year would be mm-hmm. and then ranked the schedule. So I'll read that off real quick. Number one's Auburn. This is strength of schedule, not his ranking. 
Um, strength of schedule based on his ranking power T tapes. He said number one was Auburn, number two Georgia, number three and two number threes tied for th- third. Alabama, Florida, fifth LSU, sixth Kentucky, seventh Tennessee, and, and Ole Miss both tied for seventh. Uh, South Carolina ninth, Missouri ten, Vanderbilt eleven, Arkansas twelve, A and M thirteen, Mississippi State fourteen. That seems probably about right. I thought Vanderbilt might be higher. Yeah, well, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that Texas A and M, Mississippi, like a, a West team, would be at the bottom. That is very surprising. Uh, I don't know who their East opponents are this year. A and M's, South Carolina's, they're non-rotating. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's is Kentucky. Kentucky, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So, those are two. The I mean that that's your non-rotating East. That makes sense. That it's not as tough. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's so. So who who would that have us playing? Hold on a second. Pull it up. Um, let's see. So this is to be Tennessee's schedule if based on that ranking, um, which I guess it wouldn't be. It wouldn't necessarily be their schedule, but what Power T Tape laid out if it was play Auburn first, then travel to Georgia, uh, travel to Ole Miss, Kentucky, at South Carolina. Alabama, Florida, Missouri, at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas. So we get so Al- I guess he Auburn just, and Ole Miss. Yeah, I guess he just added Auburn and Ole Miss. Yeah. Because you, you got to play your East. That's the thing is you got to play your East. That's not that bad. No. I, I would probably rather play Auburn than LSU. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, I think both are probably, probably about the same. Yeah, you're probably just splitting hairs. But. <laughs> yeah, and he, he has it all on a bye week on uh, October. Same bye week, October 31st. I think do. I like the idea of having one big bye week in the middle of the season. Let teams, um, teams are having to quarantine people. I don't, I mean, I don't know how that works. Rob Manfred's out here threatening to cancel the whole season if they don't get it together, which I understand being pretty upset with. Apparently, these guys are going out to clubs and casinos. Oh yeah, I'm like, well, well what what's going to be difficult about baseball is when. You get you get further on in your season. You get teams that are just terrible. And that are they, yeah, that are all they're, they're not going to care, so they're just going to go and do whatever and not worry about the season. So. How do you not have rules in place for that? Is beyond yeah. me. I have no clue. Beyond no me. I think he he thought he was dealing with apparently that apparently the memo was 111 pages, and you don't have rules for players going out. Yeah, what did you put in that? Just the same word for. And I understand there uh, people are like they're adults; they make their own decisions. I was like, yeah, but if they want to, you know, get paid millions of dollars to play the game, they got to follow the rules of right. them trying to keep everyone safe. And and I feel like that. I don't know. It's just stupid. Yep. Stupid. I, I do. I think it's interesting to have the season start on September 26th. So you basically have what seven weeks of. I I would assume that means they're pushing fall camp back, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you you have. You could ha- potentially have seven right. weeks of at least getting work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's going to help freshmen out who didn't have a spring practice yep. kind of get more time in front of the coaches, more time to, to implement an offense, a defense. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you could see a lot more freshmen have an opportunity to play right away rather than waiting longer in the season. Yeah. But, right. I, but, it, but it is going to be interesting because you start with – a gauntlet like you, you start <laughs> if Florida is your your first game that's a tough game to just start a freshman quarterback right it's a tough game to start a freshman at any any position, any position yeah. yeah any position it's gonna be interesting so I mean yeah. I, I I'm excited think, though I, I agree it's gonna be interesting but I think it just makes it a little bit more exciting 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be exciting. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> if we get college fall back, I'm pumped. Exactly. I'm pumped. Um, you know, Let's jump to the linebacker preview. Um, this is a position, speaking of exciting, that I think just really, really just one guy probably generates most of the excitement for this position. Um, but if you followed him last year, you know why. That's Henry Toto. The dude is a phenomenal player. Yeah, he's he's your I mean, stud. He's probably, I mean, last year I would think he he was probably your best defensive player last year. You're close to you, it. You, you probably you probably say Batuli, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he I think he was second in tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was up there in tackles for a loss. I think he had three sacks. He, he had a point five sacks. Oh, okay. Um, he had five but, tackles for loss, seventy two tackles total tackles, um, a fumble recovery, and two pass deflections. But I, I just think, like, him not being an early enrollee and him coming in fall camp basically just like, I'm starting. And, and to be prepared physically to do a full schedule, a full SEC schedule like that, and then be prepared for it mentally. I right. think that's that's the hardest part for freshmen. It, it's not – I think a lot of these kids come in physically talented. It's just mentally the game is so much faster than it is in high school. So you have to prepare yeah, for it's that. Different. Um, prepare for so many different, you know, w- with him, it was preparing for different offenses. Um, but it, he comes from a good program, and I think that's that's a big reason why uh, Jeremy Pruitt and his staff focus on guys that come from good programs. Right. Because um, it, it just makes that um, transition so much easier. Yeah, I'd say that certainly helps. And that's pretty crazy. I mean, I think people forget that he wasn't here for spring practice last year mm-hmm. and was still a day one starter. That probably had a lot to do with – uh, how thin that linebacker group was last year. But at the same time, uh, you turned around at the end of the season and you were not upset that you had to or whatever or chose to start a freshman at that position. Um, he definitely earned that yeah, that, that starting position when, when it was all said and done. Um, and, and I think he's – I mean, he's going to be the anchor of this defense. Uh, and hopefully they went out and got – because they had to address a lot of those needs. Thankfully they're not having to start a bunch of freshmen there. But they went out and addressed – you're going to see freshmen at the mm-hmm. linebacker position, and they went out and addressed those needs and I think got a lot of talent in there. I'm gonna, I, I don't think either Tyler Barron or Morvin Joseph start, but they're going to be guys that get a lot of playing time, and they certainly could find starting positions at the end of the year. Yeah, I think those are two guys you definitely utilize in those in those four games if you can. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, nobody's, been, nobody's proven at that outside linebacker yeah. position, so you have an opportunity to come in fall camp and impress – and yep. get your name high on that depth chart. Yeah, and DeAndre Johnson probably gets the the. He's probably your starter right now. If you got a depth chart, mm. he's probably that number one guy. Um, but I don't. I don't see him going out right. You know, as we've seen him so far in his career, going out and just flat out winning that position. No, I, I think it's you know what you get out of him, mm. and that's probably why you're you might go with him. But I think Roman Harrison is a guy that could dethrone him and be opposite of. Kevon Bennett, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy. I, mean, I think his, his ceiling is definitely higher than DeAndre Johnson's. Yeah, I mean, he de- Roman Harrison could definitely be a guy. Um, it, what does that rotation look like with Kevon Bennett? Because so you have you have Kevon Bennett starting then at, at Sam, right? Um, I, I don't know what does that look. And it probably depends a lot too on what you get out of your your two freshmen that are probably going to be seen playing time there, whether they start or not. I, I don't know. Um, I doubt it, but yeah, and then maybe Roman Harrison gets a start, and 
makes it really interesting to yeah. see what the, happens to those two freshmen. Speaking of, and, and I, I think, and I know we're talking about the 2021 class here in a little bit, but I think getting Dylan Brooks in here next year is going to be an absolute game changer for that outside linebacker position. And Tyler Barron, he's a big kid. Yeah. And so if he's in a college weight room, I mean, he looks like he could put on a, a lot more weight and be able to maybe be a defensive lineman. Like a like an end type, like a Matthew Butler, Darrell mm-hmm. Middleton type. Um, I mean, I, I don't see him as a defensive tackle, but you know, he's somebody that you could utilize with the hand right. in the dirt. I'm I'm sure. And and the good thing about guys like Tyler Barron is you're probably just trying to find ways to put him on the field. Yeah. Because um, like you said, he's a he's a big kid. I think he's got a lot of those um, intangibles that can't be coached. Uh, if, if you watch his highlight film, he is big and fast mm-hmm. and is a uh, terror for offensive lines. I don't know if he – I mean, I, I would imagine his dad, you know, being on staff at UT, um, he's probably he's probably got quite a bit of the uh, mechanics down too. Mm-hmm. You just imagine the coaching he's probably gotten over his career. Uh, don't know that for to be sure, don't know that to be a hundred percent sure though. Um, but a lot of teams were impressed by him. I think the top five was Ohio State, Kentucky, Tennessee. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. Is there another Big Ten team? I, I know those are kind of the final three. Okay, I think there's another Big Ten team in the in the top ten, in the top okay. five. Excuse me, um, but that's a pretty good offer list. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean Ohio State right there is going to tell you that. And you it's probably a, need him an outside linebacker this year because you don't have a ton of depth like yeah. you were talking about. So this year, do you kind of redshirt him and kind of keep him there? But next year, you have a plan in place to have him at, at defensive line because you lose seven defensive you linemen. You lose next seven year. guys, which is absurd and dangerous. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that, that one's going to be interesting. I think the, the the key to this defense success is who, who are you going to get are you, are you going to get the production that you got from Henry T last year out of Kavar's Crouch next mm-hmm. to him? Because um, I, I think the talent's there. Um, but I, I think mentally, maybe he wasn't as prepared as Henry Toto was last year. Right. He played outside linebacker, with, and he didn't fit that position. You know, he was more of a an inside backer body type. Um, so I'm interested to see what, what he's like during that this whole, like, seven-week camp. OTA thing. What happens in it? Yeah. Um, I'm interested in that. And I'm also interested in see Jeremy Banks. Is That was the name I was about, about to mention because I think a lot of people are probably wondering. Um, first off, and it's rumored right now that he will be reinstated in August um, back with the team. Don't even, Is he going to be available week one? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to guess. I don't know. Because he was, I guess, technically, if you look at it that way, was suspended all year last year. Is that punishment enough? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jawan Jennings had to do a lot to get back yeah. on the team. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he's – I think he's back with the team, but I'm sure he's doing a lot of, like, getting back where he's actually reinstated. Right. It, it, where it's official, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it, I, it's unofficially official, I think, right, right now, that he uh, that he's back with Tennessee. I would imagine it's it's something you see. I, you know, hope I, I would assume they were going to announce it in fall camp because you release a roster – um, and that name's going to be on there. But uh, now with fall camp being pushed back, I don't know when he gets reinstated. Um, I don't. I guess it may not be pushed back. I don't know what that structure will look like. But well, do you remember Jeremy Pruitt was talking about Jeremy Banks and when he moved over to to linebacker, he was like, "Yeah, we want Jeremy Banks on the field because he's one of our best players." Yeah. 
So if Kvaris Crouch beats him, do you see Jeremy Banks move to like a outside linebacker type if you need bodies there? I think you're going to I, I think what you said about him with what you know Pruitt said they want to get him on the field. I think that they're going to play him wherever they think he can make the most impact. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, could that be the offensive side of the I ball? agree. I think the kid is talented. There's no doubt. I mean, he he produced a linebacker. He's leading the team in freaking interceptions before he got in trouble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where, where Jeremy Banks is at. And there's, there's a lot of question marks at this. Now that I'm thinking about it, you got Jeremy Banks. You got – what are we – you got a bunch of freshmen that could potentially make an impact at outside linebacker. JJ Peterson. JJ Peterson, who we don't even know is on the damn campus yet. Right. Yeah, I, that, like you said, there are. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Question marks about the depth, maybe. Yeah. That, that might be what. Because I think, I think the starting four is pretty sound. Yeah. Um, like you said, you kind of know what you get out of DeAndre Johnson. It's not like. He's not head and shoulders better than anybody. Like, I, I mean, I think there's a legitimate chance. He gets beaten out at some point throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kevon Bennett, kind of same, probably same along the same lines as DeAndre Johnson. I don't know if he get he gets beat out just because I don't know where the guys behind him yeah, would stand. I, I, I think he he look he showed flashes last year, like he could make the jump to be a a really good right. edge rusher at this um, in this conference. You just got to see it more often, and it's no knock on him. I mean, Daryl Taylor didn't show a ton of it. I mean, it, there was games where he looked like he could be. He looked like an all-SEC player in some Exactly. Games. And then sometimes it just kind of disappeared. Yep. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of how he does in the NFL. But um, Kevon Bennett, I, I like him. I, I like yeah. him at outside backer. I think he um, he had a couple good games. The Indiana game, I think he had a good game. Against Kentucky, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good game. Um, he only had two sacks. I'll play in more than that. Um, two sacks. He had 27 tackles last season, opposite of uh, Daryl Taylor. So I don't know, because I, I think Kevon Bennett's probably your best guess to lead the team in sacks. But probably, that's also kind of scary. Yeah, because that may not mean you're getting a ton of sacks. Right. So yeah, I think it's, I think getting to the the quarterback. I don't I don't see a ton of guys. You know, Dylan Brooks. I feel like could be that. Derek Barnett type. I would love um, nothing more than that. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, I'm not saying he's going to come in and break all these records. I would love for that. Um, but I, I think he can be a legit like threat each and every game. And that's and what, what this team is really lacking on the defensive side of the ball in terms of the front seven is a true pass rusher. A true, and a, a racer. A, yeah. a guy that if if there's a mistake in, in the back end, a quarterback's not going to be able to get the ball off. Right. I mean that 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 was Derek Barnett. That's what made him so great. Is like you had to account for him every single play. Yeah, and, and if Tennessee was able to add a legitimate pass rusher, it would alleviate a lot of that stress on that the the secondary. That right now it's the secondary. You you know you have quite a bit of talent, but at the same time, there's still quite a few mistakes on that in that secondary that have got to be made up for. And you're, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, Tennessee doesn't have a great pass rush. Do those do those mistakes get erased? Do you have someone that can help? And you're not confident. You, you know you have some some guys that could make plays. Are they going to make them game after game? That's a big question mark. I, I don't know. And you hope maybe some of the talent that's younger 
maybe you can come in and you may just be rotating. You may be playing kind of like running back you did last year, playing the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Whoever's playing the best that game is going to get more snaps. It's just the way it is. Because right now you don't have a guy that can go play 12 games, 10 games this year in this case, and be consistent day in and day out and give you probably what you need each game. I don't even know if you're going to have a guy every game. Yeah. That's a question. Yep. Definitely going to be interesting. Also, two guys I want to mention, too, is Martavius French and Bryson Easton. The, yeah. The Whitehaven. And, and I guess you could throw Tamarian McDonald in there as well. I don't know exactly where he plays, if he's going to be a, a backer or a, um, you know, maybe safety type. Right. Um, he's kind of the tweener, so I don't know if he's going to lose weight when he gets, you know, through this program or, or if he's going to put on weight and uh, be a linebacker. Be, those, those are three guys I think you'll – See, maybe there's some blowouts at, at linebacker, but I think you're going to see a lot of them on special teams. Yeah, I think Bryson Easton has a legit chance to be playing a lot of snaps this year. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think I think both of those guys have a, a good chance. I mean, now, I, it, how, it confident, on, how confident are we in Kavorius Crouch being just a dominant player next to Henry Toto? I, I'm hoping that him, at, like a natural position for him, I hope that that – is makes him more comfortable mm-hmm. and, and and better, and then playing alongside Henry Toto. Yeah, they came in together, and um, um, Daniel Batuli kind of mentored Henry Toto. So hopefully, Henry T is able to do the same thing that kind of Daniel Batuli did right. to him. Just prepare him to to play those yeah, conference games. Absolutely, and then if it's not Kavarius Crouch, I don't know if it's JJ Peterson. And then I think you're going to get a legit look at Bryson Eason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jeremy Banks and. Maybe, maybe Jerry Banks. Yeah, I don't know. And then Aaron Beasley's another guy who played that position. Sloan Page is a an, another one that just kind of saw the field from default because you didn't really have anybody left. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys I think that could play it. How well? I don't know. Right. That that's the the talent is the. the I think Crouch is a safe bet. Uh, to probably be next to Henry Toto, but yeah, man, no, I think I think Crouch is a starter from week one. I, but it's what what can you do every game? I, I, that's the question. Yep. What can you do? Also, with how many times Tennessee players got ejected last year, you better have someone ready. To <laughs> exactly. Good God, that's a rule that needs to be fixed fast. For yep. any, yeah, let's try it this year. Let's let's try. Right, try something. Try anything new. Anything. Let's just yeah. Let's let's do something to maybe not have so many ejections. Right. For incidental contact. Yeah, and it, it's absurd that it could cost you, which it's better in college than it is high school, where it costs you two games in high school. In, in college though, like it, why are you having to sit out the next? Time? I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Real dumb. Anything else for linebackers besides let's not get ejected. Not a whole lot. I mean, I, I think there is question marks, and I think that's kind of the same with the defensive line. I, you you have your stud in Henry Toto, and he's, he's your best player on defense by right. far. Um, Might be your best player on the team. Yeah. He, he, yeah, him or Trey Smith is probably, yeah. probably Eric one Gray, or two. maybe. Yeah. yeah they're probably maybe he, people probably argue he's not proven enough. I'll, that's fair. Yeah. I'll take that argument. Yeah. So, well, so what do you think the biggest question mark for this team is? Because I think it revolves around the – the linebackers, I think it. I think it's getting to the quarterback. Are, are they gonna, rush. Yeah, are they going to able? Be is it defensive line? Are they going to be able to do it? Or yeah. if and if they don't, can the outside linebackers get to them? And if they can't, 
I don't know what you do. You're going to have to throw a lot of – and the good thing about Jeremy Pruitt's defense, he's, he throws everybody. He's very creative, <laughs> yeah. it, so that's good. It, it doesn't – you don't just rely on the, the outside linebackers to get to the quarterback. Yeah, that's the good news. The star, the corners, you know, yeah. they're they can come at any moment. Yeah, that's, but I think it – you know, but anytime you want a good, consistent pass rush, it's going to require really good outside linebacker play. So that's what you need. And I think that's the biggest question mark on this team when you, when you look at it as a whole. Quarterback obviously is a question mark, but you do have a fifth-year senior or – a stud freshman, Fingers and there's crossed. nothing better than the backup five-star freshman quarterback. <laughs> exactly. There's not a better position on the field. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, quarterback's a question, but not as big. And then, obviously, receiver's a little bit of question mark, but you do know you have talent there. Pass rush, you got quite a bit of questions. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'd like to see that get figured out really, really early on. Um, maybe, uh, maybe you get a little bit more creative to – going back to the 10-game SEC schedule, maybe you get a little bit more creative early on because you've got to kind of throw everything at whoever your first opponent is to to make stuff happen. You yep. can't be real bland and I don't know. We'll I, I think whoever wins a job between Jeremy Banks and Kavars Crouch, well, I think it, I think I think it will Crouch. be Crouch. Yeah. Um, you see Jeremy Banks be that uh, short yardage back. I think you could see the freshman have an opportunity, but I don't. Know, Jeremy I, I don't personally. I don't take various crowds from that. He did it so well, till you lose it. I don't care if you're a starting linebacker, because he's he did he only did it twice in a row, right? Yeah, on, last year. on the goal line. But if he, like he's not going to be playing, you want a ton him of to, to be the the guy on defense. Do you do you put that on him too? I don't know. That's that's not a decision I'm going to make. I'm just yeah. I just, something to think about. And, and and your big question mark right now is Jeremy Banks, can he hang on to the football if you're talking about him? Right. So you hopefully you just give it to him on the goal line and hopefully he doesn't get touched. Hopefully we at least give it to him. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. I don't I personally I don't take it away, even if I don't care if Correa is crouched, if it, he's played eighty snaps that game. And goal on last play of the last play of the game. Walk in. I give it to Correa's crouch right now. If it, I, if, I, yeah, if we I, know everything. I would, I would agree with that. So I just because he run he the few times he got the ball last year in that in that package he ran the ball really well. Oh, I agree. So and he but he wasn't playing the snaps. He was not playing the snaps. Right. I I I, I, def, I definitely recognize that. But you're only asking for what two yards yeah. most of the time. Give me two Ma- yards. max yeah. two yards. Uh, like you said, hopefully he's doing it untouched anyways. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I think I even taking eighty snaps, I think I trust him. In that package, you're rarely going to run it twice in a row. Right. Like, even twice in a row. You're almost never going to run it twice in a drive. So, it's not like he's on the field a lot offensively. Yeah. So, I'll definitely like to see uh, Crouch continue that duties until it's – I mean, if, if you don't find a permanent place for Banks on the in the linebacking group, I don't hate the idea of him getting more snaps at running back. You know, short yards package, maybe not, you know, two yards. Maybe it's more like three or four. Um, maybe you have two running backs on the field at the same time. You're not in a heavy set. I don't hate – Banks has played offense plenty. I don't hate the idea of him being on the field offensively. Find a way to get – he is a baller. Yeah. If he's going to be on the team, find a way to get him on the field offensively, defensively, special teams, whatever it is. Right. I agree. Whatever it Got is. Got to. Going to, to the 2021 class. Starting with a commit. Yeah, commit. Demarius McGee to the heel, baby. Again, if you haven't seen our video, we did talk about it the night he committed, afternoon he committed. Um, make sure you go check those out, uh, and then we'll always go a little bit more in depth on the show – so don't worry, you'll get plenty. Yeah, plenty of talk. I think it was good for for Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ansley to finally land a true cornerback. Yeah, um, they're like all been athletes. Yeah, all, all been athletes, all been kind of guys that you've 
um, developed in, into that position. Um, even Warren Burrell, who was like a three-star. This, I mean, this is a high-rated kid, um, four-star cornerback, number eighty-nine player per per two four seven. He's also three-star. Like a lot of people are like, well, he's a three-star composite. Is it two-star on Rivals? Yeah, uh, Rivals has him as a two-star. I don't think they've updated rankings. Yeah, how can you get from a four? Um, I, what's the discrepancy where you get from a four to a two-star? I don't know. Unless they just like not done anything. I have no idea. <laughs> it's very just, weird. Because watching the film, I'm like, okay, that dude's good. I need to pull up his actual rival stats. See where he's at on the... Uh, yeah, as far they, as like their... Maybe they updated. I don't well, think no, no, they no. have the picture updated the last okay. time I saw it. The composite's still three-star. Okay. But he's like 26 cornerback and six... Oh, there it goes. Um, 62nd player and ranked in Florida, but he's 12th. On, like, that is a big, big difference. Yep. You're not talking about going from 12th to 20th. Right. Like, it's a big difference. So, I don't know. Yeah, and you you have uh, 247, has him as the number eight cornerback in the country. Good offer list, too. Had Tennessee in his top five. Um, he released on June 10th with Georgia, Ole Miss, Louisville, and Miami. And then Alabama offered him two days later. Um, yeah. So, they were interested. It wasn't like a... Um, he had all these, he had a couple, um, SEC teams in his top five and he ends up going to Louisville. Like, right. I mean, this, this kid was legit and, and Alabama tried to get in there late and Tennessee, man. Yeah. I like it. And, uh, so rivals, what is happening? Rivals. Sorry about that guys. If we uh, have any issues, they have him pictures, not even updated, uh, two star with no rankings, national position, state, nothing. Oh. So they just haven't even evaluated him. Right. I guess. Or I guess since he's a two-star, but the, yeah, like I said, if, I don't know. Yeah, how, how do you like, do you at least not just go on 247, oh, who do they have in their top 100? We at least need to evaluate them some way. Right. Um, it's weird, man. Don't get that, but he, he's an elite playmaker. Um, he's He just finds the end zone. Every time he has the ball, he finds the end zone, whether it's a punt return, a kick return. Um, interception return, the the kid just finds the end, end zone. It reminded me like a if Eric Berry like it reminded me of his college highlight tape where he just finds the end zone every time he touches the football. Um, do you remember speaking of that, do you remember in two thousand nine he had that interception return for a touchdown against Georgia? Would have been the record breaking, like most return yards in his, his college football history. They rolled it a fumble. Yeah. Dude, so that's so stupid. Yeah, that that'll piss you off. Um, but I, I like the the he's tall for a corner too. He's yeah, six he is. Um, he that's is. good long corner. Like he's not going to get moss no. on well, the outside. Hopefully, well, ho- he yeah, won't. hopefully, hopefully. Um, I'm not willing to say he won't. <laughs> right. Yeah, but hopefully, just stick your arm up. You're good. You're tall right. enough. Yeah, I, I, I like this pickup. I, th- I like what you said about this being a true corner where they've gone and gotten – so this is a guy who's played a lot of this position, and he does play a lot of positions on the football field, but plays he plays corner right. um, pretty much you know full-time. Uh, and also, if you all have heavy questions, drop them in the chat. I'm on YouTube. I uh, forgot to mention that. We got right into the show. Landon's on Facebook. I'm on YouTube and Twitter. Drop those questions in, and uh, we'll, we'll get to them if we see them. If we don't see it, type it, send it twice, three times. I promise we'll get to it. I think what makes this addition so, you know, such a big one is 
you know, Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson will be – that'll be after their junior season when he mm-hmm. gets on campus. So they could potentially leave for the NFL draft if they have a good season. Yeah. Um, Kenneth George will be gone. He's a senior. Um, Sean Schamberberger will be gone. So that's potentially four of your top corners that will be gone. Um, yeah. So it, you know, this, this is a kid who has a the potential to come in and, and play right away. Yeah, I, certainly. And, and Jerry Pruitt has shown he won't. He's not afraid to start freshman. Oh, yeah. So. It's definitely possible. Definitely possible. Also, uh, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House and Hound Dogs. We didn't mention that. We just went right into it. We were right into it. We were, I think we were excited about the 10-game schedule, and we were all gas, no breaks. That's fine. Like the oh, yeah. Tennessee schedule. Yeah, so just like the conference. That's what, that's what yeah. happened there. That's definitely what happened there. Yeah, but go check them out. They make this show possible, so do uh, us a favor and go um, visit them. Yeah, do it. Um, 2021 class. It's looking good, man. 24 commits. So, not a lot of room. Nope. Better get in now. <laughs> yeah, j- jump in the boat. Yep. Better get in now. It's, uh, like you said, the so there's a lot of questions going into 2021 in terms of defensive line and potentially defensive back. Yeah. That's a, do you feel like we've, addre- if you look at the class right now, obviously you know there'll be some movement. Do you feel like that needs been that need has been addressed? I do. I think with who you got right now, at in the secondary you got Jay Jones, um, Edwin White. I think Elijah Howard would probably be um, moved over to um, defensive back. Demarius McGee, obviously, and uh, Cayman Marley could potentially be. I'm interested to see what they do with all these athletes they have in this. Cayman mm-hmm. um, Marley, 6'2", 206, that just reminds me of a safety body. Um, right. Uh, Trinity Bell, he's an athlete. He's 6'7", 260. Does he play tight end? Does he play defensive line? Rock Taylor's 6'2", 212. Is he, you know, do you put him at receiver? Do you put him at tight end? I think it's it's going to be interesting. You you just get good players in here. Right. Um, and then you kind of put them where you need them. And I, I, I like that. Um, but I also like, th- this class has a ton of potential when you look at you know, them, them addressing needs. Tied in the number one. Yeah. I think you, you went right for that one. Hudson could, Wolf. Could be a bigger need this year than you originally thought. Right. <laughs> Hudson Wolf, Miles Campbell, Trinity Bell could be that. Rock Taylor. Um, you have a lot of options in that class. I think the only one that they really haven't addressed a ton is offensive line. Yes. Only got one guy. Probably going to need, uh, could see a lot <laughs> of guys leaving this year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last class, you had four? Four in? Yeah, you had Cooper Mays, uh, Spragans, Robinson. They're kind of interior linemen. This year, you need yeah tackle bodies. Colby Smith is one. Um, he's a tackle body. So, I, I don't I don't know. You know, you got Diego Pounds, William Parker that can maybe fit that need. Um, but, you know, if you, if you have 24 guys, I think that, that 25th has to be an offensive lineman. In my opinion, yeah, but or, I, or a five-star linebacker. <laughs> I also don't truly know if you're at twenty-four though. There, no, you're probably not. I mean, there's definitely going to be if, especially if things opens up. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of people go and want to visit, um, right? And that's going to lead to some decommits, um, and maybe land people you weren't going to, right? They come see Tennessee. So, but I, I think my favorite one in this class. And it, it's, you know, we just talked about him, is the edge rusher, and that's Dylan Brooks. Um, 
borderline five star out of um, Roanoke, Alabama. I just think 6'5", 250, and just a freak athlete that he is, he's yeah. going to come in and probably be the day one starter. You, you need a, a racer, and he's that type of guy. There are, there are a lot of guys so far in this class right now, currently in the class, that I think are there that you can be excited about. That's uh, Terrence Lewis, Dylan Brooks, Aaron Willis, Cody Brown, Cayman Marley, a bunch of guys. I think the most underrated guy, maybe not to everybody, Deshaun Rucker. He is. He's just a three-star. I love how hard he runs and hits. Yep. I think that could be an exciting player to watch. Don't know where he stands as far as a day one starter. Um, he's 5'10", 170. Um, I, you know, I don't know if, if they want more size on him, but he doesn't play like that size, so mm-hmm. that probably helps that case. Um, and, and there could be some spots open in the secondary there for him to get some early playing time. Probably not a starter position, but early playing time. And you mentioned you liked what you saw out of um, – uh, Demarius McGee's Hala Eric Berry esque. If you're talking about hitting people hard, Sean Rucker hits people about as hard as Eric Berry. Try, Eric Berry did. Yeah, he tries to. Yeah, he, he that 170 body that he's listed at. He, he's throwing all of it. Yeah, he's throwing all some. of it. Yeah. So I like I like him a lot. I just I love watching him play. If if he's if he's hitting people like that in orange, you may see an injection, but you saw a hard hit too. That's mm-hmm. the good news. Yep. <laughs> also, like I like how we. How he gets people from good programs. You know, Aaron Willis, Catron Evans at St. Francis, one of the best programs in the country. Um, also, like what I saw out of Caden Salter. Did you see the seven on seven? I didn't get to watch it. I saw, I think it was uh, VR2. Uh, I think I read that article. Um, or I read an article, I think it was VR2's, that talked about how he had a good seven on seven day uh, Saturday, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a, a lot of people look good on seven on seven, <laughs> but like he, he throws the ball well, he throws the ball hard. Um, you know, he, he just seemed to fit it in tight windows. Yeah. Um, um, he looked good. The dude in Middle Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Middle Tennessee. The NFL quarterback. Um, oh, my gosh. Coaches at Lipscomb now. Dilfer? Yeah, Trent Dilfer. He was pretty hot on Caden Salter. He had some good yeah. things to say about him. Yeah. So, I like that. I, I mean, that may be just an Elite 11 thing, too. Uh, I hate that the Peyton Manning Passing Academy didn't happen this year. Because my favorite uh, yearly Peyton Manning Passing Academy game to play is what good thing is Archie Manning going to say about a Tennessee quarterback? <laughs> he always gives the biggest endorsement. Oh, it, yeah. It's like Wouldn't Justin Worley like, got one. Peterman got one. Yeah. I'm sure Dobbs got one. JG, I think, got one. He would have got a huge one this year. It's a fifth-year guy. It's going to be exciting to watch. I, I, You would have gotten a huge endorsement from, from uh, at least one of the Mannings on how a Tennessee quarterback performed. Right. I think the only quarterback I've heard them talk bad about, and bad's probably a loose term, is Johnny Manziel. And I think all they said was like, yeah, we had to send him home early. <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. <laughs> so, Which is understandable. Like now they're like, oh, that's all you did. You should have done a lot more. <laughs> I think he just didn't wake up in time for a uh, workout, which I don't know if he was leading. or because I guess he, he was, was leading. <laughs> did he go to Magic City with Lou Williams probably. the night before? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was in – that's in – that place is near New Orleans, just a short drive to New Orleans. So oh, so he's on been, Bourbon Street. Yeah, he might have been getting into some more trouble than that. Good for him. Yeah. Um, also, like Cody Brown, I think he's a different like back um, than Tennessee has on that roster. Six foot, two hundred twenty-seven pounds, and runs really well for two hundred twenty-seven pounds. Yeah, um, and plays you know at a really good high school in Parkview in, in Georgia. I think they they went to the semifinals last year, and mm-hmm. he kind of led them. Um, That's the uh, checkerboard end zones, right? Orange, checkerboard, orange yep. and white. Orange and white. There you go. You just got to get used to that. Yep. You find that in. You, you find that. You, you're used to that. It's so get home. to it. Yeah. It's just going home. Yeah. 
Just going home. You got anything else for this 2021 class you want to uh, talk about? No, I just like, I love talking to recruiting, man. Recruiting's fun to talk to. Especially when you're recruiting well, it's fun to talk <laughs> that about. Makes it, that makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, before we kind of get away from college ball, I know we're about to talk about um, NBA and uh, whatnot. I, this player, the, the Pac-12 players. So they uh, sent out a, read it correctly, their Pac-12 football unity demands. Um, so they're essentially just coming together, uniting, I guess, under one cause. It's uh, essentially, I'm going to see one heartbeat. Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to see if I can pull it up and see if you guys can, can read this. It's on the players tribune. If you get a chance, go check it out. Um, pretty much just talking about not essentially not getting paid up till now and not getting compensated. And now it's, now it's turned to where they're worried about how they're going to be treated with COVID going on. Um, oh. what are the issues? So I'll scroll down to this. Hopefully you guys can see it. Um, so it's the PAC 12 football unity demands to protect, to protect and benefit both scholarship and walk on athletes. Uh, the first list is health and safety protections goes through a couple, um, how they want to see. Uh, I don't know if you guys can read this good. Sorry if you can't, hopefully you can on at least like you, if you're on a computer, you probably can. Um, I'll go full screen here. Um, goes to, uh, talk about the health and safety protocols and then um, protect all sports. So they want all the, uh, they want to end. One of the things they want to do is, is end uh, lavish facility expenditures and use some endowment funds to preserve all sports. So this, me and you talked about this one, Stanford cut their, the sports and they have a $27 billion endowment. Ooh. And they cut sports because of funding. So it actually mentions that in here, how they want Stanford to reinstate. Oh, man. Yeah. $27 billion. Of demands. Well, it's, I think what, I mean. Is it demands to the team or is it demands to the NCAA? To the Pac-12 to adopt these rules. So, yes, the NCAA. Okay. I don't know. I mean, they're right in an extent. Yeah, in a way, I, I just don't like. I just don't like the Pac-12. I think they're terrible. Or Oregon's like the only decent one in that conference. Yeah, and then they uh, talk about end racial injustice in college sports and society. Pretty much what they're saying is the NCAA needs to put their money. We're having some technical is. difficulties. Put their money where their mouth is, um, as far as saying Black Lives Matters. Um, they want two percent of conference revenue. To be directed by players to support financial aid for low income. Um, economic free equity. Go read these. Go check them out uh, in their entirety. I think they're, there's some good things. There's some things. Some th- All right, sorry about that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's working now. Um, but yeah, go check that out. I think it's just really, I mean, as far as compensation goes, athletes 
there does something need to be fixed for compensation. One thing we've talked about, we're still having some trouble. One thing we've talked about is um, how the athletes need to be, why can, why can they not profit off their own likeness? Yeah, that's, that's... And, and that's supposed to be something that the NCAA is changing. So hopefully that is, hopefully that is taking place. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate the demands. I'm just like, is this, is this the right time to be doing demands when, you know, everything else is changing? I don't. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe it's the best time. I don't know. The only thing I'm kind of like worried about because I think there's things that need to be addressed. Do athletes need to be compensated more fairly? Yes. Do we also need to recognize that athletes are compensated? Yes. I think that's one thing kind of that fails the movement or whatever. These athletes are getting checks every month. For whatever, um, I don't, I can't remember what they're called, but the checks that come every month that pay for, yeah, their college expense check or whatever that, yeah, and it's not much, and it could, you know, especially like programs like Tennessee, it could be a lot more. Should college coaches be getting paid some of the absurd amounts they're getting they're paid? Stipend? Yeah, they're stipend. Yeah. Should they be getting paid? Um, I mean, some of these college football contracts are absurd. Some of the facilities getting built are absurd. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about guys, we talk about it when we talk about guys staying out of trouble, and they're going home to some terrible conditions. That's like, surely you can recognize that that is an issue. Are they getting Are they getting a college scholarship? Yeah. Is that invaluable? Yes. But if they're not able to earn money, if they're not able to, if they go, if they go home in the summer and they have zero money, what are you really doing for the athlete? For four years, what yeah. are you really doing for the athlete? They should be able to profit off their likeness. They should get compensated fairly for their time. Because they're making money. Whether you like it or not, they're generating millions and millions of dollars a year in revenue. And they don't get to touch it. And they don't see any of it. That's one thing the Pac-12 asks is to divide it up. I I don't know how. I think it's going to take a lot to look. You know, logistically, it is going to be something to figure out. Things are going to be structured differently. Coaches' salaries are going to be structured differently. Facilities aren't going to be the same. But I feel like that everyone's acting like that's bad change. How is that bad change? I feel like those changes can be for the better. A lot of athletes would rather get a check every month then have a night like a overly nice locker room. Yeah, and if those players get compensated, I mean, look at Joe Burrow. You think Joe Burrow's not going to give back any any money that he earns and give it back to LSU later on? Yeah. I mean, that that would that would let me or that would make me want to like give more right. to the university. I think about the the lesser guys who, you know, maybe don't play but go on to be successful in other things. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll be more inclined to do that. You're being taken care of, you know, better. And a lot of guys, because they grow up differently and they get to the school and they appreciate some of the ways they're compensated other than money, but they don't have to go home to what some of these guys have to go home to in the summer or over winter break or over spring break, whatever it may be. And and again, I do think we need to recognize that they are compensated, but fairly. And and, and the bottom line is they should be able to profit off their likeness. That's Oh, yeah. That should change that's tomorrow no yeah, that's no and be brain. done. Yeah. And then I think the other things are things you can work towards doing. Mm-hmm. Justin Sanday said, what's happening, guys? Not much, man. We're ready for the season to start. September 26th. 55 days, right? Hopefully it's against Florida. Hopefully I, I want Florida. Week one. Oh, are we starting that? No more. We want, we want Florida. Week one. Okay. Open it up with Florida. Yeah, maybe they're just so like... If it is those two, they have to play Texas A&M, Alabama, and LSU, then maybe they're just so, like, 
down about that, then we just sneak by them. I don't even want. I, I don't. I want their best shot. Kyle Trask, more like Kyle Trash. <laughs> I want him. I want him. I want them all. Give them to me, dude. I, I don't know. We need I just, some of those. Uh, that's Dan Mullen's be wife kisses. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> that, that was the start of COVID. That's why it's so hot. The hot spot is Florida. Dan oh, Mullen yeah. out. Dan Mullen's wife's out here kissing everybody she sees. She's like the freaking true. pope. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'd love to kiss your baby. <laughs> um, oh, I was about to ask you something. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know how to do with SEC. No clue. No clue. Oh, let's do it. Let's get into SEC games. So NBA is back. NBA finally. I didn't win any money Thursday night though. So that's oh, did I did? did fa- I did a, a, a fantasy team. Yeah. No, okay. I didn't. Who'd you have? Or just, um, you don't have to name everybody. Just I don't remember everybody off the top of my head. I did have LeBron. Uh, who else did I have from the Lakers? Dwight Howard? No, 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 no. I was going to. Caruso? Uh, wasn't Caruso. I might have had. Is it JaVale? Is JaVale McGee on the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I had JaVale McGee. Um, I don't even remember who all I had that night. I wanted to get Zion just because I thought they'd let him loose, but thank God it played 15 minutes. It's absurd. Yeah. And they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're trying to get an AC. They're what not are gonna, you no, doing? They're, no, they're not trying. That's the problem. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's so dumb. I do love that LeBron has lost. I think it's the last eight game to the Rap- Last eight games to the Raptors. That's funny to me. That's very comical. Yeah, it's like before you got there, they lost like eight. Well, the the last two series the Lakers have played against the Raptors, though they've oh, okay. lost. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a fun stat that should never be real. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially without Kawhi. Especially no without Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. They're a bunch of misfits. The The Raptors are a good team, but they are like a bunch I mean, of good misfits. It's the same thing last year, though, too. Like, Yeah. Even, I mean, I guess you could even classify Kawhi. Well, in a different way, he's a misfit. I mean, Pascal Siakam was, he was in the G League. And now he's starting. Fred Van Vliet was a, I mean, he, he's... A great six man, but he's always been like a yeah. He's not a, just a role player, right? He's not um, a phenomenal and, player. And now he's you know one of the best players on that team. Kyle Lowry was, I mean, no one even cared about Kyle Lowry. They're like, oh, this is another overweight point guard. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just a, a bunch of misfits. I, I like how they you like play. the misfit teams. I mean, I, I definitely don't. I, I don't think they win anything no. in the playoffs. They're not. They're not going to beat. Um, the 70, oh, they could beat the 76ers. They might make it in the uh, East. How about Tobias putting up 41? Is that what it was? And they lost? They yeah. lose that game? Yeah. No, he had 30. 31? Uh, yeah. And, and Joel Embiid had 41. had 41? And they yeah. lost? Yeah, TJ Warren put up 50. Yikes. And they... they. Did you see that Bobo play? That was like the watching pass? female high school basketball. The pass? No, the rebound, the like eight rebounds, because he's just taller than everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is like watching. Like I've seen this play in women's. Did you high see school his pass the other night? I don't think I did. He looked like a freaking point guard. He just like, like you know how they just throw it. I super did hard? see. Okay, I did see that. Oh my god, I couldn't remember if I had. I did. I'm surprised he has that much strength in his arms. <laughs> They're like freaking noodles. It's the torque that he gets. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, the, it's like a slingshot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that dude is uh, an interesting looking fellow. Uh, how tall have- is he? 7-2. Uh, 7-2. Uh, I have a question. 
Pat Lee says, what if athletes take the season off? They're entitled to keep their scholarship, but if a lot take this route, will there really be a season worth anything? I think that could determine that. I mean, you're looking at the Pac-12 right now probably doesn't have a season because they can't possibly meet those listed demands right? in one season. So unless they're just, you know, unless they're only, which that would be a terrible way to protest, to be like, if you guys just promise us, we'll come back. <laughs> so it looks like the Pac-12 isn't happening unless they accept some kind of like bargaining agreement where it's like, we'll work on it. Yeah. Then I think you can conclude the Pac-12 will not happen. That's wild. But they've also moved to conference only. So I think you could see some conferences play and some not. I think that's possible. Well, the good thing is like, it'd be like they, it's like they're not there anyway because they right. play at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So no one actually watches it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be interesting, especially for, especially for guys that, you know, could go like, Trevor Lawrence, perfect example. Does he... If if he doesn't play this season or the season doesn't happen or whatever, he's not coming back. Like, that was his last game at Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think the dude from... Is it Virginia Tech, the cornerback? Virginia Tech, yeah. Um, Caleb uh, Lanely? Lanely? I don't know. Something like that. I remember. Um, I think he was a good, like, oh, it can be done. But if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, one of them, opt out, I think you're going to see a lot more people follow that. Yeah. Maybe. I think it depends on the – because I think there's a lot of guys that know they need one more year of college football to yeah. to prove it. But, yeah, I mean – and a lot of guys are going to find out too if they kind of go back and look at history. When you're in your prom, taking a year off from football is not the worst thing in the world, especially for your body. Yeah. Like you usually you're going to come back healthy most of the time, almost all the time. And if you're a good player, teams are going to still pick you up. Now, it's going to definitely be different being a rookie coming in and trying to get picked up a year off, but it's not the worst thing in the world to take a year off. Where I, I think a lot uh, of people think it's so detrimental. It's not terribly detrimental. I hope it works out for Jeremy Banks. That'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be great for Jeremy Banks. Would be come back healthier and better. I, look what it did for Jawan. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people the assumptions been Jeremy has been working this entire time to try to get back on the team and be better. So hopefully he's been training. The Kate, the rumor was, I don't know if it's true, the rumor was Jawan wasn't necessarily working while he was away from the program. That was the rumor. Oh. I don't know if it's true, but that hey, it worked out. Well, it worked whatever out. He did. <laughs> I mean, there was a rumor that he wasn't Jawan, and I, I, I never confirmed, I never looked. There was a rumor that he wasn't enrolled in school. That turned out to not be true. So that rumor could also be completely right. false. So I don't know. But. It definitely, you know, you definitely have to put in a different type of work. Do all these athletes who haven't necessarily, and not the guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, the guys at the top of the game, their game right now that have worked, they're going to grind wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. But some of the guys that may be working hard, you know, hard enough to get to the NFL is maybe some of your issues right now. Can you afford to take that year off? And are you going to get good advice when it comes to that? Yeah. Do, do people just be like, yeah, you should take this year off, and then it ends up hurting you down the line. That, yeah. That, that's another thing, too, I, I kind of worry about when you talk about paying college athletes. If you're paying college athletes, agents are going to be brought in, period. That's how it works. Yep. And I'm, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, whatever, but the thing I hate about the agents, and especially when you're talking about guys who are 17 years old to 22 years old that probably aren't getting good advice from home, now they're going to let these dudes who usually come in and prey on them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of money. Yeah moved around not in appropriate places that could hurt people's futures. I think Trey Smith is an interesting one to watch because I'm sure people are being like, oh, Trey Smith probably won't play because he mm-hmm. already has you know, issues. I mean, Trey Smith is one that probably needed a year. I don't think per- he need- 
to prove or to be drafted in the first round to Probably. prove that yeah. he could that he's a uh, he can play a whole season with right. this condition. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the fact that he's already on campus, unless things just drastically change in the next month, I, I don't see him taking the year off. No, I don't either. And I don't think that's his nature anyway. He probably right. wouldn't do it. Even if he got advice from everybody else, he's going to do it his way. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, I just think that would – I think he could really benefit from playing a full season. Yeah, I do too. And, and 10 games, I think that's – Plenty. Yeah, that probably Plenty. helps him a little bit. Yep. You don't have to play as much. Um, but you also get taped to, to prove that you can be drafted in the first round. Yep, absolutely. Uh, back to the NBA. So – Oh, sorry. I kind of like how they have at least like the the team's logo on the. It's not the the half court logo, but at least they have like the logo somewhere on the court. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, try to make it as. I think with everything, try to make it as normal as possible. Right. I agree. Um, and it's super weird. I think they they have like the screens everywhere with. So they're bringing like fans in on Zoom, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is, but it's also like a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sure that's a lot of money. You're just like. Yay. If you saw me cheer, I don't know. You might enjoy watching me in my living room for Tennessee games. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be probably really annoyed, actually. Yeah, I'd probably, probably be upset more times than not. <laughs> Anything else for the NBA? Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see, like, because it was a long time off. So, do the, do the best teams still... I think it probably I think it probably helps the best teams. Oh, really? Because they've been able to rest. Because like when when you're looking in May, you're probably or April, you're probably thinking, oh, injury, um, you know, the the wear and tear of a full season is starting to wear in. On now, you're looking at the teams that you know have stayed healthy, have maybe had the easier back end of the season, things like that. Probably play into it a little bit more. Now everybody's you're the best players on the best teams are gonna excel more than they probably Mm -hmm. necessarily would have in April and May. Right. I think it's gonna be interesting to see who. Ends up and, and like I know people are gonna say yeah it's it's an asterisk season, but like four years down the line, no one's gonna be like, oh they won that title, but it's gonna be an asterisk. People are still gonna talk I, about it. I I don't think they're gonna be talking about it as much as people think. I think they'll f- kind of forget that they only and it, it the NBA basically played a full season anyway. The MLB would have more of an asterisk. Than MLB is definitely gonna have an asterisk one hundred percent. I just think everybody's going to remember anything that – like college football this year. An SEC team is probably either going to compete for it heavily or win it anyways. But when you look at the the winner of the SEC, who will probably self-proclaim themselves national champions, I don't blame them, I would too. Everybody's going to be like, ah, that's – even if they try to play a college football playoff, e- even if you have it, they're going to be asterisks. But that's probably the best team anyways, same kind of scenario. So, yeah, I think the college football playoff, you could do a bubble. Yeah. I think that would – you could do a two-week bubble in Orlando or wherever. You'd probably technically have to do or two three bubbles. weeks in terms of like testing and making sure symptoms aren't showing up. Probably at least three weeks. But you could, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You definitely could. Yeah. But I think regardless, any season that happens shorter and kind of abbreviated and in a different style, it's going to be. Especially if like players get sick in the NBA. Like, if you're talking about a, a player from any team has to sit out a series because of they came down with COVID symptoms or whatever. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. But I, but it could also be, like, injury. To, I don't disagree. I'm so, just saying. I don't, I don't know. I think NBA played enough where 
there shouldn't be an asterisk. Whoever wins this, I think was. I mean, I don't. I don't think team. the NBA is going to put it down as an asterisk, but everybody's going to remember. Right. Well, they won the COVID season. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think MLB is a lot different. Yeah, like, I don't disagree. If you get one guy hurt and those, and he's out for a couple months, he's probably done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because usually you can like start of the season, he's in it full swing, and you have a starting pitcher go down. I mean, if he a, could be back. If a pitcher gets injured, he can't go rehab at Double A. Like right. he he doesn't get that opportunity. He right. can't. Yeah, it's definitely different. Yep. So, but I I think NBA. I agree. I mean, I think NBA is different, but everybody's gonna remember. It's like I said, especially if something like a player having to sit out a game or a series because of symptoms. Dude, I've watched a ton of. I've probably watched more baseball than I did all of last season besides the postseason. I definitely like regular season. I've watched a lot more games already. I want to. I one hundred percent have. <laughs> so, there's zero doubt about that. Do you have any more questions? I do not. Let me check. I actually, Cass, I'm sorry. I'm going to West Virginia. Said, Go Vols, baby. Go Vols. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some uh, most important of the week. Most important. So I want to mention this. Um, and I do like the Yankees, but I thought this was very interesting. So, Gio Urshela, who is currently the Yankees' uh, third baseman, mm-hmm. last year he he was not he was in their AAA team um, in, in Scranton, and Miguel Andujar gets hurt out for the year. Mm-hmm. Or gets her, and then he opts out to, to have season-ending surgery later. But Urshela takes his his spot. Um, has a great year. Blah blah blah. He, he made his. Um, let me see where the. So he was with the the Indians, then the Blue Jays. So in 2018, he, he got traded to the Yankees. Guess how much they got him for? Twenty five thousand dollars. They just paid cash for him. Yeah, I mean that's nothing at all. Yeah, tw- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's nothing. Um, so twenty five thousand dollars, the guy hits a grand slam last night. You got your money starting right third base for the for the New York Yankees. Like that that is insane to me. Like he 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 was lost in a right. at the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, it's insane right. that he's not still in Triple A to get yeah, or, and then and Double A, Single A, whatever with that kind of money, right. And then he twenty five yeah we'll take him for twenty five k we need a backup. So did he show up? So he showed up to New York like playing for the Yankees or has he been going through their minor league system? So yeah he he's been in AAA okay. and then last year gotcha and Duhar gets hurt and he I was, that'd be even crazier if he just shows up at spring training and makes the forty man and makes you know and then yeah gets on their roster without even this, going this to was, that in two thousand eighteen he got and then he he was kind of like. Lost in New York, it's just hey, we'll have you down here in case we need you. Yeah, and we needed him. It's still and pretty crazy. I mean, and now he, he's a, the starting third baseman this year. Like, I feel like twenty five thousand and throwing him on your AAA team is still like what a steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was insane. That's crazy. And, and hits a grand slam last night against the Red Sox. So how many games? How many games did they win against the Red Sox? Then they won uh, Friday night too, didn't they? So no, the, they like, lost Friday night, or they started last night. They started it last night. Oh, they okay. played the Orioles I thought I saw Friday. They, okay, I thought I saw they beat. See, my time, my days are running together now. Um, I've got my first ones. Chris and Pulisic. 
First off, he scored a goal against Arsenal. Arsenal's, oh, you're right. They did play. They did play Friday night? Yeah. Okay. Um, Arsenal did still win, so that's that's another most important in the FA Cup final. Christian Pulisic scored a goal. Then he goes down with an injury. But did, have you seen his play yet? Mm-mm. He runs like 20 yards on a pulled hamstring. Like you can see the moment it probably, I don't know what they officially said his injury was, probably tore it. I mean, it looks nasty. He's running full speed. You can see the moment it pops. His, you know, he gets that little like hitch in his step. Mm-hmm. And scream, I mean, he screams, finishes out the play, even gets a shot off. I mean, that one didn't go in. You shouldn't expect it to. Um, but I just love that people want to, you know, say soccer. First off, soccer's not the only sport that dives or embellishes. Every sport does it. Football has now where the players go down when on the up-tempo offense. Oh, yeah. NBA has always had it. You just now have cameras on them all the time to be able to easily tell <laughs> that it's happening. Um, but then you have a guy who there's not a lot of athletes in the world that would finish off a play like this. The next angle you can see when it pops. It finishes out his run. I mean, that, if you've never had a hamstring pull, tear, or whatever, that's oh, one of like the worst a, It's like a shot. Like you yeah. Oh, yeah. You just down. immediately get that hitch. Um, first off, also, Christian Pulisic is an absolute baller. If the United States doesn't get a team around him that can go to a World Cup, I hope he leaves. I hope he tries to. I don't know what the rules are for FIFA exactly. You can change teams for an X certain amount of time. I hope he does. I hope he does it. Because the U.S. men's national team pisses me off to no end. Because we're just terrible. Yeah. We're just terrible. And we show no commitment to fix it. It's the worst thing in the world. It sucks. It's so sad. I just want to play in a World Cup. That's it. Just play in a World Cup. It's not too much to ask. That'd be fun. I had a great time the last time we were in the exactly. World Cup. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, my next most important is Patrick Mahomes buying part ownership yeah, in the Kansas City Royals. That's insane. I wonder how much. I mean, he got paid. And they say how like, yeah, he's, he's like, like spending it. Well, spending I don't know a lot of all this. <laughs> yeah. What was it like forty million guaranteed? In that contract? That five was it five hundred million dollars? Yeah. I think it was four, let's see if I can look it up. Um look up this contract, uh Details. I've got uh, Mookie Betts. Did you see that throw from Rockfield? Oh, dude, he's so good. I'm so on glad he's a freaking not on the Red Sox anymore. Rope. I just love that the dude. I think I think the guy tried to slide, but he there was no need to even do it. Like you got tags standing up yeah. from freaking right field on a line drive too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't like a slow dude. No, Mookie's ridiculous. <clears throat> That's what you call hose. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Uh, I'm looking for the guaranteed in Mahomes contract. I don't have any more most important. I don't think I do either. I had a couple fails, though. I do have a fail. Judge homered again, so that was that's his fifth in five games. I just got a notification that he homered again. $140 million guaranteed, is that right? That man got $140 million. He bought the freaking The moment he signed the... (laughs) That's ridiculous. I wonder how much he got, like, the day of. What what that account hit. What was that like? The Chiefs, too? Probably. Is that... I don't know what the rules are with that, but that'd be funny. Well, I know that you can offer ownership, like, in players' deals. I don't know when that ownership would kick in, but I'm... Well, can, can you do it in football? I think you can in baseball. I don't know. If anybody knows, let me know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, also, most important, uh, high school football starts. Yeah. Practice tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know if Knox County will be contact or not. I don't think they've said yet. No, they did say. Yeah, yeah they are. They are contact. Yep. That's right. The pads are popping tomorrow. It's going to be interesting how that plays out. But, hey, that's some exciting. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> I'm not I'm not confident in it. Um, my first fail is, so LSU got their COVID face shield helmet. They Did look incredibly it? tight. Like, they look very close to their face. <laughs> um, a linebacker's like, I can't effing breathe under this thing. And then somebody was like, uh, an offensive lineman was like, it's like breathing in a Ziploc bag. That's definitely not going to work. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to die if that's real. If I mean, really he was just talking. Yeah, and it was and fogging it was, up. Yeah, it was it's, fogging up. It was awful. It's not going to work. No. There's no way. Um, my first one is Bryson DeChambeau on the PGA Tour. Mm. He called a rules official over and tried to convince him that he was in a dangerous situation because he saw a couple of fire ants. A couple? like So, he, yeah. Like, apparently he was like, there's an ant right there. It's a fire ant. Whereas, like, if it was a rattlesnake, they'd be like, yeah, you can drop your ball. You don't have to hit right next to the rattlesnake. Or an alligator, like, an animal that could seriously harm you. Or if it was probably on a fire ant hill, then they would probably allow you to remove your ball and so you're not in a dangerous situation. The re- the rules official was like, I don't even see any ants. <laughs> yeah, this man thinks on, like, naked and afraid. Jesus. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. A couple. Like, I love that it was a couple fire. Like, it right. wasn't, like... A whole net. Yeah, it was like, like a big. Because he probably would have gotten free relief had it been like an ant hill. Yeah, that was fire ants. But yeah, not you're not getting. There's one. And yeah, I saw one over There's there. <laughs> one a little bit closer by somewhere. I don't know. Probably weren't even fire ants. That's the best part. A little moron. That's all I got for fails. Uh, thought I had one more. Maybe I need to get more. a. I need to get a COVID face shield. Oh, Washington State. So apparently they are. I need to find out like if it's real. But apparently, Theo Lawson, whatever he covers, he was on the phone with John Woods. He's the father of a wide receiver, Cassidy Woods, who says Cassidy was told to clean out his locker tomorrow. He's technically on scholarship, but was released from the team after sharing the graphic, we are united, about the the demands. Why? Washington State, why? Are you that dumb? Yeah, that's a lawsuit. You're just, you're going to lose. It's bad publicity. You're going to lose. Why? Yeah. Oh, like, that's absurd. Why did you give it to him in the first place? Don't why was it available stupid. to them? What do you mean? Like the graphic. How was it? Oh, no, no. I'm sure like, because like they, I'm sure a player had it made. Okay. And he tweeted it out. But apparently he's being released from the team for it. Oh my gosh. If it's true. I mean, we'll, we'll see in the coming days, but just like, are you that dumb? Yeah. And, and again, an, another thing, like we're worrying about the wrong stuff right now. That's. <laughs> That should be the least of your worries. Something somebody tweeting out a graphic. And it's not even like a... If it was a bad graphic, like... Yeah, that like, that's... <laughs> a, again, but, we'll but see if this is But just because he got it out before the Pac-12 did, that's an issue? Or, or no, no, no. Washington so the, the We Unite movement, or We Are United, is the players, the group of players, demanding those things from the Pac-12. Oh, okay. But you're gonna... Yeah, that's so dumb. Whatever. Yeah, this is incredibly stupid. Mike Leach wouldn't have that. 
So is apparently it? they're not. Now they're saying they're not being cut. I don't know. That's weird. Who knows? Who knows what's going the on? The fact that it's even a debate is so stupid. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I get maybe you don't want them doing those things, but you can't. You cannot cut them for that. You're never going to win that battle. No. Ever. Apparently the... Oh, God, dude. It's going to be a mess. Especially if that's true. If Washington State players are really getting cut for that. It's going to be true. <laughs> they're just trying to hit that 85 mark. That's, yeah. That's what they're doing. So this Theo Lawson dude who's tweeting, it said, he covers Washington State football and basketball. Yeah. So that's wild. Don't do that. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. God bless. Oh, did you notice I wore my recruiting shirt? Oh, the recruiting shirt. shirt. Got to yeah. recruit. Got to wear the recruiting shirt. Yeah, got to wear it. I was. I had a shirt. Have we found out I, why that is a recruiting shirt? Somebody said it in the chat. Right, like, right. Oh, but, like where's that? I guess because the stars, maybe, but it's just a tri star. Mm, but hey, I kind of like that. Now. It's, I didn't, it's becoming a, a thing. I didn't see it from that perspective, but now I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah, recruiting shirt. Nice. Well, guys, I uh, we're uh, we're gonna hop off here Wednesday or some days. The next day, the next episode, two hundred, the big two oh oh two oh oh. That's our anniversary. Yeah, mom need to buy each other a gift or, or something. No, <laughs> we're gonna drink on the next episode. Is what we're gonna okay, do celebrate two hundred. Yeah, Pop champagne bottles. Think Raven will be mad. Um, we can hang up. She'll probably make me clean it, so I'll probably be a little bit mad. We'll hang the plastic up. It'll be okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so we'll, we'll send out that announcement, though, soon, because it's episode 200. Maybe maybe some special stuff in the works. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about it. Um, but we do appreciate you guys for listening. Like always, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on um, Twitter and Facebook. Also on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to a podcast. You can find more important issues. We always appreciate you guys listening. Check out YouTube. Check out Twitter. Check out Facebook. Like, subscribe, retweet, whatever you're on. Do it. We appreciate you guys always. Guys, football season is coming up. We're Brandon Kennedy days away. Oh, nice. 55. Um, keep being safe out there, please. Please, for everybody. Please, wear a mask. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.